Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. We are back. It is the Ramen Movement. We are here for another show. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. We're excited about what's going on. But before that, we're going to introduce everybody. I know we're not strangers. We're all family trying to grow as entrepreneurs together. So we're going to go around the table. First, we're going to start with Miss David Jones. How are you this evening? I'm great. Alexa, stop playing. I am doing well. Thank you so much. So glad to be here. It's a beautiful Sunday. Yes, yes. I'm so glad the rain stopped. Yeah, yeah. It is a wonderful thing. I hope y'all having a wonderful Sunday as well. What's new and improved? Anything? <laughs> it's finally out. Yeah, yes. yeah. It is finished. Yes. July 19th, don't play with it, but my book is done, so after threatening you guys with a good time for so very long, I finally did put out the book entitled, Who Taught You How to Be Broke? You can of course find it on the Facebook page with the same title, Who Taught You How to Be Broke? As well as be able to check it out on my website, IamWealthyNow.com, so I definitely encourage people to pick it up, check it out, and more importantly, Get it and give it to a kid. Give it to a teenager. Give it to a preteen. Give it to a college graduate. Somebody who's going to be able to use this information because that's the one thing I always heard is I wish somebody had told me about this when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Make sure you put this in the hands of somebody right now. Right, right. So it is very. It's for a very nominal amount. It's seven dollars, which essentially I what I'm seeing in the industry 
is a lot of other financial advisors, they're giving away free books mm -hmm. for $7, and then they're charging you for the shipping and handling. So, right. you know, I just figured I'd just, just cut out all of, Yeah, <laughs> you can do the download of the digital book. It's going to be exactly the same. Right. But definitely wanted to um, make sure that I got that in the hands of my community, my people, my followers, the people who I know love and support me and right. want to see what I have to say. And shout out to everybody who has purchased so far. Tasha Minier, um, Tiffany, just all across the board. So many people who have come down and showed love. Rome, I appreciate you guys. My family stood up and showed out. Uh, Larry, Lloyd, Rick. I mean, when I mean to tell you, right. it's not been a bad three days. That's great. It's not been a bad three days at all. And that helps keep you encouraged and invigorated knowing that you're giving your best and people have responded positively to that so thank you i love you with all of my heart yes 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 thank take you it, take it from a seasoned investor it's great advice can't wait to get my copy this week i know it'll be on deck ct what's new with you what's up everybody uh ct here uh basically you know trying to make it stay positive as always um, just doing some work behind the scenes as far as, um, a, my own little personal podcast, just trying to get my format down when I'm trying to good, bring good, to the good. table, great, great. um, some other things that we're working on would like, uh, just keep tuned, uh, got a food vlog that I'm got the concept for, just got to get that to fruition, but uh, other than that, that's what we're doing right now. Excellent, excellent news to hear. I like to see people with projects working. Uh, thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, please feel free to like, share, comment. Let us know what industry you're in. And hopefully tonight, something we discuss, it is an open dialogue and we do interact. So please drop a comment. Um, you know, interact with us. Maybe we can help each other. Sometimes we learn, sometimes we teach, sometimes we all grow. And that's what we all need. So uh, nothing really new with me, uh, kind of. Still meandering through the business world, taking your knocks, but still pressing on. I think one thing uh, we all have to consider is staying positive in the face of when things aren't going well as far as volume or numbers-wise. It's keeping positive. So I'm not discouraged. I'm very encouraged. Uh, actually, this show, you know, breathes new life into me every time we do it. So I get excited about this. So with that being said, let's get into today's uh, first thing we're going to talk about is... I don't know if y'all want to call it the quasi-controversy or whatever, but, you know, in news and society, you know, there's in been... In the news. Um, actually, and it impacts business, so that's why we're discussing it. So, everybody knows about a movie called, um, what is it? The, uh, the Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. So, there was actually a little bit of a uh, tip in some arenas this week and a lot of encouragement in other arenas about how the character is being portrayed now. Everybody knows it's not the same way the other one was in the remake. And that's caused some tension, but it has caused some some great empowering things to go on as well. So we're going to go around real quick and see, first off, did it impact you personally to see Ariel cast as an African American? Not at all. Not at all. Mm -mm. Could not care. Couldn't, could not have cared less. I could have kept scrolling and my life would have been fine, but... Apparently, there was a whole lot of other people who had a difference of opinion on that, so they kept talking about it, and it kept popping up into uh -huh. the timeline. Okay. So, would, were you more taken aback by the reaction, or did it affect you? Did that affect you in any way? I mean, I know some of the things 
did cross the line, just some of the things I saw. But how did it impact you, or did it impact you, or was it the same? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> and then there's, there's that dynamic where, you know, when we talk about as a business person, you have to take your emotions out of a lot of situations, and you have to look at it real strategically. So I could see what was going on, but I was refusing to attach an emotion to it, um, whether it be because of the racism nature or because I was just super proud as to being a black woman. And knowing that, yeah, we're going to have a black aerial, that's going to be great because I've got the twinkuses on the way. You know, I, I definitely want them to be able to have their own Disney princess that looks like them. Nope, didn't have any emotion about that whatsoever. But after seeing it for so long and it was like, eh, I can't avoid it. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, I, I eventually posted my opinion about it. <laughs> All right. You can't get into that, or you just gonna leave it. Sure, away? <laughs> sure. You know, you know, my opinion ain't got nothing to do but one thing. What's right. that one thing? Money, 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 money. And that's what it all boiled down to. When I looked at it from my critical eye, it was the, it was truly the pretense that we as black people have a spending power of about 1.3 to 1.5 trillion dollars mm -hmm. yes why would disney not want our money why would they not want to market to us why would they not want to create something that was geared specifically towards us and another one that they hadn't even really talked about because you know don't nobody want to get attacked right by the beehive right but we already had disney to go ahead and bring in beyonce for the live action of the Lion King. That's now, mind you, don't nobody want to deal with the Beehive, so they kind of let that slide under the rug. But by the time that they came back behind it with Ariel, it was like, right. wait a minute, what y'all doing? Now, she right. don't have all that type of that force behind her. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is, yeah, we do have that spending power. Right. And like I said earlier, it really breaks down to any business, any business owner, I think this is every business model, every business plan that has ever been made. Mm -hmm. One, you find a market, black people. Right. Two, you go back and you find a product, which of course would happen to be a movie. Uh -huh. Three, you recreate or you create something to align with that particular market and you give the people what they want and they will spend their money and then doing so Remember step number four. There's no such thing as bad marketing. Right. There's no such thing right. as bad marketing. We, we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, it's all good PR, whether it's bad marketing and all these racist comments and things of that nature. It just really drives people to make it lasting mm -hmm. and memorable in their minds. So when this movie comes out in 2020, 2021, people are going to remember everything that was happening today and they're going to make sure that they buy that. So that $1.3 trillion right. in spending power. It's going to make sure that Disney is sustainable. Right. They don't have to worry. They they gonna eat well for right. the next. They gonna come out with Disney T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Merchandise, yeah. Yes, even long before, even long before there actually is a movie. So that's gonna help them to be able to garner a level of money. And then of course they sell the movie, they sell the merchandise, and they go straight to the bank. Right. And that was trillion with the T. Yes, with so, the capital T. So, CT, how how did it affect you? Like when you first saw it, did it? At first, I mean, I saw it. They said she was going to be a black mermaid. I was like, okay, I don't see a problem with it. Okay, just if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. It wouldn't have been anything if it was a white mermaid. For one, I'm not going to go watch it. <laughs> because it's the little mermaid. Okay. 
and, and that's just it. But then you start seeing all these posts. And at first, of course, as a black person, you're going to feel a certain kind of way because people are making a big deal out of something because they chose to use a black person for a role. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about it. It's a role. It's a movie. So a movie can be interpreted in any way that they want it to be interpreted. It could have been a Chinese girl. It could have been um, Korean. Any other ethnicity could have been put in that role. But because it was a black woman that they wanted to use, that's when it became a problem. Okay. And then you had all these things popping up where people were hashtag color was one of the things that they had or hashtag this is not my aerial. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. It's like, are we really still at this stage in 2019? Right. Yeah. It yeah. makes it hard <laughs> to believe that we are still having to fight this fight for no reason. And then it just got to the point where it just got comical. Yeah. Because you're seeing these people, some people are posting these uh, crazy statements, but then you have people making these memes. And these memes where they're put in predominantly white shows with all black people, predominantly black shows with all white people, movies and stuff, and it's just like, y'all are crazy. Right, but you know by association what it's related to. So, yeah. I mean, in the end, it's a great move, in my opinion, by Disney. I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing about it. I mean, this is the ramen movement. This is where we are the business on the circle. We have to be able to look at the world from a different set of eyes. Right. Not the eyes of just, all right, well, what's going on and how everybody else feels. We have to be able to look at it as though it's green. Right. Where the dollars at? Right. Now, I don't mean to be, you know, 360 with that, but the reality of it is that's the primary purpose of being in business. We to got our money. Yeah. But yeah. the reality of it is, is to make money and you've got to be able to look at things leverage leverage. How can you make the most amount of money? Who's going to shop? Who's going to spend? What is going to be the number one objective that you can accomplish? And there's and there's a big statement that we have in the the business industry and and I hate to be able to use this, but I do hope my brothers and sisters are listening. There is something that we call, or that is called when it refers to us as low-hanging fruit. Right. And low-hanging fruit says, you know, we can just go ahead and sell to them because they'll buy anything. And that is so unfortunate that we're treated in such a level, and we're treated in such a, in a, in a you know, in a, a level like that. Mm-hmm. But we have to be cognizant of that. Right. And we got to be a cognizant of, you know. I say it in I say it in the book. Where our attention goes is where our money flows. Absolutely. What so, and what do we place value on? Absolutely. Yeah. So if we get this in our minds and we keep talking about it and we keep drumming up a level of energy around it, then we're gonna give our money to that no different than we did with Nike. Right. Oh, you know, we couldn't wait to buy more Nikes just because Kaepernick was kneeling and things of that nature. I think Nike sat down even prior to them making their decision mm-hmm. and they were like What's our largest demographic? Exactly. Who's going to buy the most of our shoes? Exactly. How can we get them to buy more shoes? And and let's raise the price on them because they're going to buy them anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So, you know, those are so very critical. We need to be very cognizant of how we're spending our money. Mm-hmm. If anything, you know, of course, me being the finance and the money person, are you buying Nike and Disney stock? Right. Right. Be on the other side. Make sure you, I mean, you can be on both sides of the equation, yeah. you know, have some, you buy your Nike shoes, 
but also make sure that you might have you some Nike stock. Make sure that you have you some Disney stock inside of your portfolio because that means that as your dollars are going to support a particular cause, mm -hmm. you're also able to generate a level of return off of that because those are dividends that are paid back to the shareholders of those potential of those stocks and um, different things that you're invested in. So make sure that your money's not just going out and it has an opportunity to come back to you. Right. That makes sense. Oh, it makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, that's right. where, again, we have to come out of the mindset, like saying, the initial emotional reaction to everything. Not that there were not hurtful things said, and we, we get that, but you have to think how did Disney think about it in a business sense? Mm -hmm. And they made all the right moves. One, they got them in the conversation. Yeah. Two, you know, like you said, it impacted stocks. Uh, I'm sure if you went back and looked, there was a change probably for the better because, you know, people aren't just randomly moving in and out of stocks like that for no reason. But David makes a great point. If you're not doing any investing, you need to think about the things that your money is going towards. Mm -hmm. You know, are you investing mm -hmm. in those things? Do you have, you know, a share in that? Are you a stakeholder? More than be more than just consumers. With that amount of purchasing power, you know, we have to understand that we have to be more than just consumers. We have to be owners and we have to have take ownership of that, you know, value what we spend our money on and make better decisions with our purchasing, with our investing. And all the way around, I appreciate David for what she's taught me in this short amount of time. Just being, like you say all the time, cognizant. Make sure you're paying attention to the decisions you're making and the foundation you're laying, you know, for your, the long-term impacts. And that's, um, I guess it was kind of amazing to see how far, like you said, with all the memes, where mm -hmm. it went. Like, it went to a whole nother level. Yeah. And you have to see, like, sitting back. Disney's fine. We we are still people are talking about this. Right. We're going to keep this in people's frontal lobes, and when it comes out, whether they like it or not, they're going to see it because we are styled as sheep for a reason. Because the mm. vast majority, they carry on in whatever direction. You can see it driving. If you look down the road, you can get over, and people start getting overweight just because they want to follow somebody. They're mm -hmm. not. Too many driven leaders, too many born leaders. So you saw it play out in social media. Um, was there any, I guess, comments or anything that surprised you all? Like, you know, like you we're past out? the point of surprise, I think. Okay. Because you're you're going to have whoever it is sitting wherever they are in whatever state uh -huh. that is going to take it to the extreme for whatever reason, just to get a little shine on themselves. Okay. They're going to say the most outrageous thing to try to get somebody to start talking about them to get them a little shine on it. So the one that actually was a little surprising to me, my goddaughter, Caitlin, she reshared a post from a Christian group. And, and, you know, you can't be surprised, but, you know, you are a bit taken back because, you know, as it is Ariel and they have the picture of her that's kind of leaned up against the rock. Mm -hmm. The rock was actually a watermelon. Oh. And then someone else did it where they had a actual hot dog and there was a piece of lettuce that mm -hmm. made the, I don't know what you call it, the mermaid tail. Mm -hmm. And um, used ketchup as the red hair and said they could put it on the grill and burn it for black people. Yeah. You know, there, there are situations where it 
can get under your skin. But that's where it really is called upon us to mm-hmm. be able to recognize it, right. see it, not have an emotional attachment to it, and know what's coming against us. Yeah. Know what's coming against us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the end game, I think, is where we have to to look long term and don't don't get tripped up by like you're saying the the small little jabs or yeah or anything you have to be above because again it's having an entrepreneur mindset you know okay when you come out with your product somebody's going to criticize it wait a minute that was the other part of it now there have been some beautiful black illustrators who have come out and they've done their own interpretation Mm -hmm. of what they believe that the new version of the black uh, mermaid would be and they've been beautiful Mm -hmm. absolutely beautiful and what i'd love to see was when people were sharing the pictures and they actually had that business page attached and gave them credit so not only would they be able to showcase their work for the little mermaid mm-hmm. but that might be someone who's going to do an oil payment mm-hmm. of somebody's family or they'll have them to create a logo for them or they could use them in some other facet of their business so it does create a stepping stone right. for some of our artists to actually propel what they're good at and these people are doing it of their own free will. They're doing it because they have a love for the art. And they're keeping an eye on the culture. Yeah. So I salute them wholeheartedly. There have been some beautiful artwork coming out. And I don't even know exactly what Disney is going to go with. Because all we see is the Halle Bailey. Mm-hmm. You know, we see her. But to imagine what... And it's supposed to be live action anyway. Yeah, right. But to see all of these illustrations to come out salute to that and salute to all the people who decide that they're going to create t-shirts and salute to all the people who are looking at ways that they can um be able to teach swim lessons because there's this other dynamic that black people can't swim then this is going to create a window that says yes i want to be the next ariel i want to swim i want to be able to be represented not only in the pool and not be bullied or disrespected in the pool Mm -hmm. but i want to be represented in the pool as you know some of the swimming greats i mean I, i was privileged to meet colin jones on the olympic swimming team probably about 10 years ago and he was so awesome that i was like we had a black man on the swim team you know who's gonna be the next there is another and i don't remember her name but there is a um young lady is her name simone uh i think that was the gymnast there's a gymnast but i think that there was a that, that's why i was thinking because both of them were olympians i was thinking her name was simone too but sorry no that's fine um but yeah yeah, yeah. They're, that's going to hopefully be able to take us into new realms and platforms. So, yay, yay, yay. Super excited about that. And just to uh, bring the spotlight as we're talking about positive things as far as shout out to the young lady in Wimbledon right now. Whoa, go Coco. Coco's in the round of 16. Whoop, whoop. Okay. 15 years old. Mm. Right. That right there is something that's showing you right there. That she is, first and foremost, she showed respect mm-hmm. towards Serena and Venus. Mm-hmm. Talking about letting them know, hey, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be here right now. Absolutely. And then to go on and do what she's doing right now is phenomenal to me. I agree. I, I think that is a uh, major, major event that's happening. And that Congrats young lady is on her way. Yeah. And then uh, the U.S. soccer team, women's soccer team. Congratulations to them. Mm-hmm. 
They won the uh, World Cup today. Right. So yeah, two in a row. Yeah. The last yeah. two. Two in a row. So, so, I mean, a lot of people doing a lot of positive things, and that's what you were talking about, feeding that positive energy, feeding into these things. Sure. We love these stories. And, you know, hey, you got to say it. We've been talking about it for this long. Shout out to Disney for their business move. I mean, Absolutely. That, that was a They recognize us, and that's what we've been wanting right. for so very long. Now, Nas said it. Inclusion is a hell of a drug. So, you know, we got to be careful. Rick James said something else. Was never <laughs> um, well, you know. <laughs> but, 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 uh-huh. you know, same thing in Napoleon Hill. He talks about the definiteness of purpose, having your goal, having your purpose, being focused. Like you talk about Coco and the soccer team. They have been focused intently right. for a number of years, not weeks, not months, years in order to get them to this place where they are succeeding and we as business owners we need to be very cognizant of that it yeah. takes a whole lot of sweat tears you know determination to get to where we need to be yep. and it's going to be lonely days if people don't understand us and it definitely is hard and trying but more importantly it's worth it in the end when you're able to meet your idols when you're able to accomplish something like winning the um Go World Cup? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and that, but that's a, a perfect segue to this this next part. You know, uh, you made an interesting, you posted an interesting video on the Ramen Movement page. Please oh, check the page out, like, comment, and share. Um, you know, it asks a very poignant question. So you think you're an entrepreneur? Mm. You know, and a very important part of that was it brought out. You know, a lot of people are portraying themselves as entrepreneurs when they're really just executives you know um the gentleman made a comment about it's a cool thing to do so that's why people are styling themselves as entrepreneurs um being someone that doesn't have a nine to five in a typical fashion and you are a true entrepreneur how did that impact you did you agree or did you think it's kind of out of line or did you think it was right in line or you know, share like how it impacted you. I, it impacted you enough to post it. So, you know, you did say it was deep. What was kind of going into that? Can we play the video? Yes. Let, let's let's try and play the video and actually let people. Maybe you can go to the page, the Ramen Movement, um, to actually see it. But hopefully, we're able to get some audio on that. So let's see if we can get that played here. Um, excuse me. Y'all like my shirt? Ah, y'all know I love hip hop. Y'all know I love hip hop. Ain't no secret. Ain't no, ain't no secret. All right, so try and get some audio here and see what's gonna go on in the world. Oh wait, wait a minute. But I will not be a hypocrite or milk it. Alright, I'm gonna start it over. It's just a short one minute clip. Entrepreneurship is extremely hard. It's outrageous. I will not be a hypocrite or milk it. I will speak the truth. And the truth is, entrepreneurship is extremely hard. It's outrageously lonely. Real real entrepreneurs, which is not what we have now, we have a generation of fake entrepreneurs because entrepreneurship is cool. And I benefited from that. But I will not be a hypocrite or milk it. I will speak the truth, and the truth is, entrepreneurship is extremely hard. It's outrageously lonely. Almost everybody fails, 
and a lot of people right now that say they're entrepreneurs on Instagram are gonna not be entrepreneurs in three years when that's not the cool thing when the economy collapses. And I'm worried about that because it leads to depression and anxiety and even the worst of worst suicide. And so, yes, that is why I am an entrepreneur. And that's why it's very easy for me to know that we're not living through an era of real entrepreneurship because so many people that I see are entrepreneurs are actually executives. Mm. So there's the question. You know, in this, I guess, Again, trend, it is a trend. You know, a lot of people are starting their own business. A lot of people are styling themselves, as you said in the video, as entrepreneurs, you know, but a lot of people are just executives. And he said a lot of poignant things. So I ask you, you know, again, like what drove you, I guess, in that entrepreneurship role when you knew you were jumping, you knew you had wings, you knew you had to fly? What separated you from being just an executive? Well, because there is there's no safety net Mm -hmm. now you've got a lot of people which i posted on my own page recently don't get out here and just decide you're going to be an entrepreneur and start a job uh, you know start a business and follow your passion and be broke and not have anything to fall back on you know it's important to make sure that you have a level of stability i took one of the places at the urban league um about creating a marketing or business plan at that time and i a professional who happened to be an entrepreneur who came in and he said the same thing. Don't go out here and just do this, you know, all gun ho. What I do? You did what you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and 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 I say that because in my in the nature of my industry, there was no way that you could do both. There was okay. there's there's no juggling act, and that just happens to be my particular industry. Had but prior to that, I was able to still do financial planning, working for the firm I was with before, and sell wine. That wasn't a conflict of interest. When I decided to create my own practice, that was considered a conflict of interest. There was no way that one broker-dealer was going to allow me to work under them to service one client, and another broker-dealer was going to let me work under them to be able to service the heart of the clients, the people I really wanted to work with, the people who look like me. Uh-huh. So there was a true differential. There was a dynamic. But typically... Um, unless you have that conflict of interest, then you're able to handle a, a matter of both. Now, when people do handle a matter of both, there's a level of security. Okay. If you keep your nine to five and you keep that safety net, then that means that you can always back away from this entrepreneurship life because you still have your job. You haven't separated and transitioned in such a dramatic fashion like I was required to for, right. for what I needed to accomplish. Um, so I do say that, you know, you have to take that in consideration. A girlfriend I was just talking the other day, she was like, oh, well, you know, you could have just worked for, no, ma'am, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's not. But I think you can identify, you run MLM and you also have your nine to five. Correct. So it, there creates a dynamic of, as me as an entrepreneurship, if I don't get paid, I don't eat. Right. If I don't make a sale, I don't eat. Right. If I, you know, if I have some, if I can get hit with a charge <coughs> back, then the money that I do have has to go back to the company. So that means that not only do I not eat, I have to come back and make a couple of other sales and I have to overcome, like he was talking about, the anxiety and right. the problems that go along with that 
that a lot of people don't deal with in their nine to five. I show up, I do 40 hours, I get my paycheck, and then anything I do on the side, well, you know, that's just cool, that's fun, that's dandy. Mm-hmm. So it was it was super impactful to me, which made me share it because, yes, one thing that he said that there's there's it's outrageously lonely. Okay. Because a lot of people have no idea what you're going through. Even in the, you know, putting together this book and people not wanting to even read or proofread your book and give you feedback off of that. That's lonely. Mm-hmm. And you know that you're giving your heart and you're putting that out there. And, you know, yeah, I've had some really wonderful support. I love my friends and family and the people who were supporting it. And some people are supporting, some people are surveillance. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is that has been able to help and become an additional stream of income. But you never know what's going to happen in the months and months and months that you are planning for this and you're trying to frame your words specifically and you're, you know, sending this off to get copywritten and you have to pay the Library of Congress to put that out. You just don't know what's going to happen. And we, of course, have to have a level of faith that it's all going to come back. Right. But we've heard the statistics. Most business owners fall within five years and I'm only four years old. Right. So, you know, those things kind of weigh in the back of your head. You've got to take it into consideration and say that, you know, what am I doing next? I put this book out. Now I'm working back on the app. Right. I mean, you just can't stop. You just can't get comfortable. Most other people will settle and say, well, I got my nine to five. I get my 40 hours. I get my paycheck. That's enough to pay my bills. And I got enough to go on a trip. That's, that's, that's not enough. For me, I guess I'm just different. No, absolutely, absolutely. So with you, like on the on the front end, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're new to entrepreneurship. Do you see yourself more as an executive after listening to this, or an entrepreneur, a true entrepreneur? Is this something like where do you see yourself on on the scale? If if that was you know two spectrums, two ends of the spectrum. That's a good question, and I really don't have a answer for it because. I feel like I'm still trying to feel my way to that point. I can't say that I'm a true entrepreneur because I don't have, I mean, I've made somewhat of a name for myself as far as with tailor-made creativity. That's my handle. That's the thing that I use, you know. People see that on my uh, Instagram and um, they see that on my Twitter handle. But it's something where I've not used that to try to grow into what I really want to do and a lot of the stuff that she was saying was hit home is because you have to get out of that comfort zone as far as saying that you have that nine to five to fall back on you have to want more and I see that in myself there's sometimes where it's just like I want to have this I want to be my own leader but you think about all the other stuff that you're, you're thinking about the insurance and stuff for your family for your kids and things of that nature, knowing that you have it right there, and all you have to do is put in those 40 hours, and it's secure, it's safe, you get paid for it. But then you have to decide if if that's really worth it for you. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing that myself, I have that struggle that I'm working through as far as figuring out, yo, if you really want it, you keep talking about it. When are you going to take that next step to really push yourself towards it? Right. And it may be that you have to work that um, 40-hour job, but you have to do the things outside of that 
to get to the point to where it's going to set you up for the business that you want or the job that you want that is not a stress anymore but it's because it's what you want to do it's because it's what you love to do so yeah well absolutely i mean this this video gave me um pause because it is the fact that i'm too leaning on my you know nine to five i see these things i want looking long term and let's just face it you can't go and ask your boss for you know a 25 percent raise but you can put the time energy and effort into the business that you've started and i think um we talk about being misunderstood i mean david can attest to it personally how you know being direct and especially in her she has to be direct like she said if she doesn't complete the transaction that impacts your life you know me i can make a presentation i can show somebody this they don't act either way doesn't really bother me but i have to give this some serious thought is, is this what i want to do is this what i'm going to con keep contributing my time effort and energy to mm -hmm. then i can't be so lackadaisical about I'm not impacted whether they do it or not. You know, that's where the passion takes over. That's where, you know, again, why I got started, why I got into it. I do want to see people better. I do want to see people healthy. You know, I do want to see people living their best life, as the song says. And that's just something, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you have to go back and forth. That's customer service. But, I mean, I appreciate it, this, this article. Uh, I'm sorry, this video. Um, I also appreciated some of the articles I read like after this has actually driven me to my next task is to get full on into entrepreneurship to where like you were saying what's next what's the next thing I want to do mm -hmm. I have several people looking at the business plan I wrote to kind of give me some pointers and get that tightened up but it's made me more engaged just seeing that video so that's why we encourage everybody to like share uh, comment on the page, interact with us. We're mm -hmm. all trying to help each other. Again, just a one-minute video pushed me where I need to be to do more research and look into the things to find out, you know, what's going to push me to that point where I put that energy back into growing my business to have your own say-so. I'm sure that's one of the things you actually do enjoy, right? Is Absolutely. having that say-so. Dude, you don't even understand what it means to wake up to a phone call at 10 o'clock in the morning, send them the voicemail, and then after you go brush your teeth, then you can call them back from your bed and say, how can I help you? I mean, there's no better feeling under the right. sun than that. Not having to actually go to an office or creating your own schedule and being able to decide what days you're going to take off. You know, being able to go back and forth with just a lot of the clients that you want to work with. There's some clients that I don't want to work with. Mm -hmm. And I have the privilege to absolutely say, you know what? No. I don't. Right. Not because, and, and, and that's because, you know, we feel like you're supposed to chase every dollar. No, if I, I feel like you are a pending lawsuit or I feel like you're a problem, then I will politely escort you to the side. I don't, I don't need that money. But being able to truly acknowledge the life that you want. Sometimes it's not as lucrative as you want, but those are the payoffs, the, mm -hmm. the trade-offs that you get. You can have the freedom, the time freedom, or you can have the financial security. And everybody chooses that. And I think most entrepreneurs understand that over a period, they'll know that you can have the time and freedom and it'll be able to turn into the financial security 
over time. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't go through some really emotional times when you're in your dark hours by yourself and you only got a dollar eighty five in your bank account. Right. That absolutely happens. Those those are the days where you have to pray about do I cash out some of my other investments because I am I'm so big on telling people to invest. I don't want to cash out my own investments in mm-hmm. order to be able to make this work. But the reality of it is the last four years of knowing that I got to create my own schedule, that I got to do what I, you can call it retirement, you can call it whatever you want, but a lot of people don't have that level of flexibility. And they say that, you know, a lot of people won't do what other people do, so they can't have right. what other people have. So it definitely is, it's, it's definitely been a blessing and experience to go through. Right. Now, but you will. You know, like you said with the post earlier, you had put it out. Don't go out there and go crazy. You know, you had the conflict of interest, so that was a special circumstance. Other than that, though, everything else was calculated, right? I mean, you made calculated decisions along the way. Boy, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Honey. Okay. No, (laughs) And, 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 and that's what I learned most is that even, what what do they say? The best way to make God laugh is to tell me your plans. Make plans, yeah. Yeah. So, as calculated as uh, the plans that you have, then he'll throw you a curveball every time. I was like, ha, no, I'm, I'm going to throw you this person with this condition or this health problem. You're like, seriously? Right. You know, you think everything's going to be good and the plan ended up coming back and it was like, ah, it's rated or, oh, they, you know, got a bankruptcy or, you know, and all those things matter. People have no clue, no idea. They just like, ah, well, I'm just throwing money. I'm, you know, they they definitely have a a level of decorum to get into this investment field. And mind you, anybody can do it. And mm-hmm. it does require us to be able to just have a conversation right. to be able to resolve a lot of different things and at least put it out there on the table. But sometimes. It's hard to make those phone calls back to people and say, so, you know, tell me about this situation that you had. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you got to emotionally <coughs> deal with that because the one thing that the companies don't do, they don't sit down with you face to face. Right. That's responsibility on me. Right. And that's that's something you take on and you have to be yeah. prepared to deal with that. Um, yeah. You know, not in particular details, but when she helped me. You know, we had a conversation that we had to talk about things, and there was things in the past, but those were issues we had to address before we could move forward as far as with a business decision. And uh, I, I appreciated her professionalism. Um, again, Stephen <coughs> is very direct. You won't have to worry about wondering what she really meant by what she said because you'll know what she said because she's going to say what she means. And that's, you know, one thing I can appreciate about her. And again, she is a true entrepreneur. Uh, this is a level, you know, I'm aspiring to, to get to one day. Um, just a few things we've been over today has helped me kind of get that passion back, that fire back to, again, set your own schedule, to be able to move when you need to, how you need to. Um, you know, I guess I have to get more out of the, you know, like she said, stop calculating everything. Stop overthinking things. I mean, you tend to do that yourself. Um, that's just an issue I have to deal with. You're an engineer. You're a whole engineer. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real problem. We're going we're gonna to grow out of it, though, because we're looking to do better. And 
this is why, you know, then we're segueing into the last segment of the show, and we want to talk about more than just your why, but your legacy, and I'm just going to share just a little bit about it, you know, my personal legacy, again, I've shared it with people, and it is true, I want my work to outlive me, I want people to still be benefiting from work I've done 20, 30, 40 years Amen. after I'm dead, I don't care if my name gets recognized, I don't care about that, so which is kind of the reason why we got together and started this we want to encourage everybody to think about your legacy when you're making decisions about investments when you're making decisions on even purchases how's this going to impact my legacy can you sit and overthink everything it's possible but when you're thinking in terms of your legacy your long-term vision you want that to go through it will impact and i'm telling you the way you even down to grocery shopping you know we joke about the putting back the 487 pack of meat because you saw one for four 61 you know that makes a difference once you find those places and it's not just monetary it's also giving of your time energy and effort but going around um i'd like everybody just to share a little about a little bit about legacy and what it means to you and like some of your personal legacy like what do you see your legacy being you know going forward going forward for the rest of your life well legacy is one of those things man where you would love to have something that is withstanding the test of time that goes from generation to generation to generation and I think sometimes people get caught up as far as legacy they're worried about their name and not what they're leaving behind and sometimes when it comes to your legacy as far as your work goes it may not get recognized but you as a person and the things that you are doing to accomplish it, going about the right way of doing it, that's one thing, the type of legacy you want to leave behind as well. Now, do you want to put your footprint down to where your family's eating after you are, and they can have something to pass down to their kids, and it goes on to their kids? Yes, everybody wants that, but you have to do it, start it out doing it the right way, because if it's not done the right way, then that legacy is going to be tarnished from the beginning. So... Um, and you always have the idea of what you want your legacy to be when you're younger. I wanted it to be this. I wanted to have all these money cars and things of that nature. But then you come to realize that that stuff is not going to sustain anything at all. Those are just items. Those are just things. Uh, a lot of the stuff you have are not, it's not physical. It's all in the air as far as, you know, me personally writing. That's how I feel like that legacy can go. I want to. I feel like some of the pieces I have right now that I've written are great pieces, and I'm reaching out to different groups. That's one thing I didn't say that when you say what's new, I did send a piece to uh, the Carpetbag Theater here in Knoxville. Okay, awesome. And I sent it to their lead writer just to have them look at it and to advise me of could this be something else. Because that's the way, me personally, I'm more of a creative type. So that's where my legacy is going to come into play. And just to put an example out there for, first and foremost, my two sons, but also for anyone who is that person who is, I won't, I won't call myself an introvert, but I'm too much. I, I know how to keep to myself. Mm -hmm. And I know where... Um, my creativity is and I know what it does for me that's what 
that person that doesn't have a voice, they use their creativity as a voice to let them know, hey, this can be done and you can make it happen. But those are my thoughts. All right, David, legacy. What does it mean to you? What's some of your legacy? What do you envision as part of your legacy? You know, on down the road when you're, you know, in a better place, living the dream, doing everything. What's what's part of your legacy? What what stands out? What are some key factors or contributions to your legacy that you want to be either known for or just have imparted on people? All right. So let me send this message. Hey, too tough. All right. Got out Anthony Manley. You know he Mr. came to Mr. the Manley. Meet. Appreciate yes, you, yes. sir. He came to the meet and greet, and he got hooked up with Miss Tasha. Hey, Tasha, I see you there, girl. Number one thing. Number one. I got my cup. <laughs> um, my legacy is on page two of the book because it's dedicated to Ayanna Lyra, and those are my grand twins. <laughs> That are on the way. Mm -hmm. But the same thing is true is, you know, being able to create something that if this book does well and as people buy this book, that's all dedicated to them. I have my own level of practice that gave me motivation to make sure that I was focused and do something specifically for them. You know, I, I have two beautiful daughters who are phenomenal. I'm so grateful and so thankful for my girls because they are so self-sufficient one's in nevada the other one's here and you know she's about to have these twins and they're so financially self-sufficient they they have their vision vault yes they have their vision vault that's right get and, you one and they have their roth iras and you know they have all of these different things and they took up a lot of the lessons that i taught them over the period of years and they are living by those and you know I put up a post about LeBron James makes millions and millions, but he still lives like he's broke or poor or whatever. He doesn't spend all of his money, and they have those same mentalities on that. So it was really very, um, it was so great to be able to see in my lifetime my own children. They are learning from those lessons, and they're applying them, and they make sure that they have that foundation, and they're focusing on what their long-term goals are, as well as making sure that they take care of what their immediate financial needs are. And that just warms my heart tremendously because those were the conversations that we didn't have when we were growing up and most people didn't have. You know, we kind of got the same conversation when when you get a job, you can buy whatever you want. Right. Negative. Right. <laughs> right. You know, go to school, get you a go to college and then you know you'll get your degree and you get whatever job you want. And that'll just pay all your bills and your world will be negative. Right. So, you know, it's so awesome to be able to know that I prepared not only my girls, but then to know that for the grand girls, they'll have this book forever. Right. It, you know, that that's theirs. No right. matter what it does, it's one of those things that, God forbid, if I were to pass away and it was still sold in perpetuity, then that would be their college fund. That would be money that's coming back to them. And we have to start looking at it in the standpoint, I'll tell you, everybody knows I'm a huge Nas fan. Nas would have the executive producer on his album being his daughter, Destiny. Mm -hmm. That was because any mm -hmm. of the royalties and any of the proceeds would go back to the child. It would create a footprint, a financial footprint, and allow them to have earned income or a level of, I don't think that's considered earned income. Sandra, you tell me. But either way, 
they have earned, they have an income that's coming in, and that income will let them be able to start Roth IRAs at one or two years old. Right. You know, they can be models and make money and, and have a Roth IRA, but they can also start knowing that they have an asset from the day that they're born, mm-hmm. prior to their birth. Even with the business, you know, being able to have it set up where Patrice and Edward and Tim and everybody, you know, comes behind. Even Jawan hit me up today, still trying to set it up where there is a dynamic of Black Vision Solutions is their entity. And they want to keep this going. If anything happens to me tomorrow, that business continues to flow on. So... It's been very beautiful to spend the last few years understanding and thinking and processing what is it going to mean? How do we incorporate this? What else can I do? Right. So, yeah, I'm that nerd that where everybody wants to. <coughs> Excuse me. God bless you, sweet. Where everybody else wants to go to the party or the good time or what have you. I am literally like Monty Burns sitting over here calculating or Scrooge McDuck thinking. You know, what do I need to do now? I'm I'm watching another webinar. I'm watching another video. I'm in another, you know, Facebook group. I'm connecting to figure out what does it actually mean? How can I can connect all of these pieces and do it at the early stages? So by the time that it actually starts moving along and progressing, then it's really just going to be on autopilot. And I can sit back and chill. Right. And that's the goal. That's that's the goal. And of course, you know, I definitely want to make sure that I do something for the charitable community in my own city. I definitely want to ensure that there is um, a level of things that I can do for people on a global nation, right. a, a global standpoint. But I will say, you know, we talked about Robert Smith a few months ago where he gave, uh, he paid off all of the student loans at Morehouse. Mm-hmm. He built his business first. Right, right. He made his billions first. Right. Before he started giving away to charity. So I, I heard it many years ago. I don't know if it was Napoleon Hill or whomever. But it said, make your money first and then philosophize later. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the mind frame of I'm trying to make my money first. I'm trying to look at that legacy. I'm trying to build out that plan. That's actually one of the things I was looking at last night is being able to help other people because the vision vault is figuring out what your vision is, what your goal is. And um, there was a gentleman, Gary Gunderson, that I listened to where he has the he has the book up there that what would the Rockefellers do? And he also talks about that the Rockefellers family plan model is to actually create uh, a book of what their financial beliefs and strategies were that they passed down to the next generation. So not only do you inherit millions of dollars, you inherit this book. And this book gives you an idea of how I got here, Mm -hmm. what the ideology was, what the thoughts were, so you can be able to use that and manage the millions that I leave you. Right. Manage it efficiently. Mind you, you'll be able to figure out how that intertwines into what our current day and situation is like but the reality of it is you are actually leaving kind of an autobiography behind not just saying I'm just leaving this money behind leave that ideology behind so that people know what they're supposed to do going forward and you know when we leave this legacy and all this money there's a picture on the wall but a lot of times we don't know what, I don't know what Grandmama Hannah's ideology was. My grandmother, she actually had 
uh, great-grandmother, she had boarding houses in East Knoxville, and there was a, um, a business owner strategy that they had set up going back into the early 1900s. I don't know anything about that. I'd love to know what that was. Right, but that's particularly to your life. That's something you're doing now. You're mm-hmm. seeing the fruits of your labor. Mm-hmm. You're seeing your daughters adopt what you taught them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's the real um, legacy. Right. That, to, to see that expanding because you know it's going to be passed on. And, you know, to, to impact those two people, I know you have like global aspirations. I'm sure that gives your heart joy. Whatever. I got that. two clients to live uh, in two different uh, Spain and Japan. What's <laughs> up, Tony and Ben? Yes, baby. We international in this piece. Boom, Inter- boom. International players. Yeah. But that that's yeah. awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Like it's it's amazing to hear that as far as again, leaving plans for people. Um, you know, being prepared. We always talk about you know, final wishes and things mm-hmm. like that. If you are fortunate enough, write out your roadmap. Are you keeping the journal? Are you helping people? Are you giving the next generation the playbook? You know, you want them to do better. Uh, you alluded to something earlier in the broadcast about, you know, I wish I'd have known it 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I wish I, you know, why can't we start teaching this to our kids in the elementary school? Why do we have to take Algebra 2 out and teach these? No, what are you doing at home? You know, why are you not setting them up to, hey, you got to go through this, but I'm going to give you the real playbook to get started. You know, have those conversations. I ask my kids all the time, what kind of business do you want to have? What are you looking to get into after you get out of school or decide what you want to do with your life? And it's amazing their answers are getting more and more consistent. You know, of course, when they're four and five, oh, I want to be an astronaut slash firefighter. Like, wear it out. Do what you, hey. However you plan on pulling that they off. They have fires on Mars. I'm, I'm happy for you. You know, so that's something, you know, when you talk about going forward with legacy, you got to be reaching back to the next generation. And that's how those things get get passed along. So with that being said, we're going to go into our final wind down. Let everybody give their final thoughts. Uh, does anybody want to go first? Mm. CT? <laughs> uh, um, as always... Want everybody to have a great week. Uh, remember, keep your mind focused on what is good. Um, I am excited for this week because it's a short week for me. Uh, because my birthday's coming up. And Go Charlie. We're not working it's on your birthday. birthday. Social Security. Party but, like uh, it's your birthday. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, man, the biggest thing you have to remember, man, is, and this is something I'm pulling from the show that we just had today. You have to keep yourself motivated and keep yourself pushing to do other things. You can't just stop and be happy and say, oh, I did this, so I'm good. This is a trap that I fall into personally, so I'm just going to push this out here for everybody else. Get yourself out there and keep pushing to receive the, go- the, the reward that is on the other side for you. Cool, cool. Miss David? Buy my book. Not only, but don't buy it for yourself, because I know y'all hard-headed, and y'all not going to read it. Say it in your But give it to a kid. Like, it's, it's downloadable, it's email, you know, even here, like, the high schools don't even give books anymore. They make sure that they have a downloadable website or whatever mm-hmm. they can go to. So let's, first of all, embrace the 21st century, and go ahead and jump in there. It's only six ninety nine. 
but give that to these kids who are going off to college. Give it to these kids who are even preparing to go into their senior year of high school. But be able to pass it along to somebody else. You know, a lot of it that I talk about into it is the emotional aspect of it. And these kids, they're not emotionally attached to money like we are. So it's so very impactful for us to be able to share that with them. If we want them to truly have a better financial future than what we have now, get them in the good habits of paying themselves first. Get them mm-hmm. in the good habits of saving and, and not being a consumer, but actually being an investor. You know, get them in the habit of spending money in a Starbucks stock and not actually in Starbucks. They won't spend the money at Starbucks anyway. Now, mm-hmm. why not buy the Starbucks stock? So, you know, there are so many different ideas that I hope that you enjoyed that I've been able to share over my experience. There was just kind of a small tidbit of what was going on in my head. And I definitely would love to get a lot of feedback and let me know what you guys thought. I mean, maybe you felt like there was some old BS. NASA has their own fire department. Okay. So, <laughs> thank you for that, Nod. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely down. Um, But, again, I, I appreciate all the support. My friends and family, like, literally, we dropped on the 2nd. It's just the 7th. And I mean to tell you, I have had so many people who have given me positive comments, great feedback that it really warms my heart because you don't know how many sleepless nights I had. You don't know how many times that I was um, ready to put this down and go back and get me a nine to five. So I really do want to be able to bring value and leave this. This is a, I mean, a part of my legacy is put that, that digital footprint out there, the written word out there. So mm-hmm. somebody can go back at least, you know, 20 years from later and say, this chick was crazy. Probably. But <laughs> the reality of it is, our economy is crazy, so it definitely right. is all coming from a good place. It's coming from a good place. So outside of that, you know, my number one thing is money, 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 money. And, and I want us all to stay financially focused because it's so important. Disney think it's important enough for them to change the color of a mermaid just to get our money. So I want you to make sure that your financial decisions and things that you're thinking about with your money, that you see the value and the importance of that as well. Because just because you ain't thinking about it, don't mean somebody else ain't. That's right. That's right. So like she said, just to piggyback, shout out to Disney for that move. That was a great move. You have to think like a business owner. Uh, Everything happens in your business because of you. You know, you got to be dedicated. You have to be motivated and stay fearless. Uh, that's one thing I've learned out I need to work on just from the video that was posted on the website. Uh, go like our page, share, comment, interact with us. We're all going to help each other. We're all going to do better. We're all going to grow together. So with that being said, everybody have a great week. Thank you all for tuning in. We've had several watch parties, uh, several comments. People have liked and shared. We've enjoyed interacting with everybody. Yeah. Uh, until the next time, we will see you guys. Hang in there. Have a great week. Be successful. This is peace from the Raman movement. Peace.